Hey everybody, this is Pastor Cor Chavis. Thank you so much for checking us out today at Truth Chapel's podcast. If this word has blessed your spirit or encouraged you, take a moment and leave us a quick review. Also, check us out at truth-chapel.com or any of our social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. God bless, and I pray you enjoy. Our lesson. Uh, over the last several Sundays, I've been teaching been teaching a series on the longest lesson um, from the book of Matthew 5, Matthew 6, and Matthew 7 is one continuous lesson that Jesus taught. It was his longest lesson that he ever taught. Uh, within this lesson that he taught to the multitudes, uh, a lot of our uh, understanding of practicality in Christendom, living, walking, that we find in these chapters. Um, and I will begin reading today in the book of Matthew chapter 6. I'll read verse 1 for you and verse 2. Take heed that you do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise ye have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore when thou doest thy alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Amen. May God add his blessing to the word today. You may be seated. And Amen. So, uh, again, the last two Sundays before today, I've taught on the longest lesson. This is the longest lesson that Jesus taught. He begins this lesson in Matthew chapter 5. This lesson, one lesson, uh, will have a broad stroke over three whole chapters of your Bible, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And he starts this this lesson uh, from an understanding of who is blessed. And in Matthew chapter 5, we find the lesson that we consider the, the Beatitudes, the um, blessed are, blessed are they, blessed are they, blessed are the poor, blessed are. And so he begins his uh, lesson by defining what blessed truly is because the people in his hearing, uh, just like many of us today, have a confused concept of what blessed is because we think that success is blessed and much is blessed and being perfect is blessed and, and, and you know having all your stuff together is blessed and um, being, being a, a good person in business is blessed and having money in the bank is blessed. And we, so we see things differently as Jesus begins to say, the poor are blessed because they have the kingdom of God. B- blessed are they that mourn, you know, because uh, we, we think that if you're happy, you're blessed. But he said, no, those that mourn, they're, they're blessed because they shall find comfort. And it goes through this whole series of being blessed in Matthew chapter 5. And then it begins to tell the people there, uh, these, these Jews in his hearing, these are all Jews. Um, in Matthew 5, as Jesus teaches his longest lesson, he's teaching this lesson. And this will be good for you to note uh, throughout the lesson, just the way he talks and the way he speaks. He's speaking to a, a, a crowd of 100% Hebrew Jewish people. There, there, there are, to our knowledge at this point, no Gentiles uh, following Jesus. It's mostly just Jews. Um, and they have coming f- they're coming from the cities, and most of them know him uh, through 
uh, and under a revival that has already been started. This revival started with John the Baptist. John the Baptist came and began to preach in the wilderness. I'm going to preach a little bit about this today in my uh, message today. But, but John the Baptist came and preached, and he preached the kingdom of God. And he got this big crowd going, and people were going out to the desert just to hear John the Baptist preach. And many were being baptized unto repentance in, in the rivers and the creeks and the different places. And John preached. And so there's this huge renaissance. There's a, the, 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 these people are ready. They're, they're hungry for something new, something precious. And here comes Jesus, and Jesus has his moment with John the Baptist, he goes to the desert. He leaves the desert. There's a, he begins to heal and do miracles, signs, and wonders. And this huge revival, this huge crowd, they all go and start following Jesus. They used to follow John the Baptist because John the Baptist was he who came to prepare the way. So now Jesus has this massive crowd of Jewish people. And he begins to tell this group of Jewish people, you're the salt of the earth. Like, I put you here for a reason. Through you, I'm going to savor the whole world. Amen? Because God chose the Jewish people to be his people. He chose them through, through Abraham to be his people. He made a covenant with Abraham. And from that covenant to, to this moment, Jesus has a covenant with the Jewish people. And his, the, the seed of David is coming now and sitting in front of them, talking to them. This, they don't really know it, but they've heard this their whole life. And he's telling them, you're the salt of the earth, you're, you're, you're the city set on a hill, uh, but, 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 but what good are you if you've, you've lost your savor? And, and he begins to, to, to teach to them um, uh, and, and begins to tell them about the, 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 the old commandments and begins to break down what those old commandments really meant. He said, I didn't come to destroy the law. When he says that to them, it makes sense to them because their whole life, all they've heard is the Torah. All they've heard is the law. They've heard those Ten Commandments over and over and over again. And then every subsequent commandment after that, all the amendments to the Ten. At this point, when Jesus is speaking, if you do your history, there's over 1,600 amendments to the Ten. So they have all these rules and all this law. And Jesus says, I didn't come to destroy the law. I came to fulfill it. Let me, let me tell you, you heard it said you know, to not murder somebody. That's, that's in, that, that's in those, uh, those commandments. Thou shalt not kill. But I tell you, if you even hate your brother, you stand in that judgment. You're already standing in that judgment. So Jesus is not destroying the law for them. He's, he's bringing more. He's, he's contextualizing it. He's bringing understanding to them. And it goes through most of uh, Matthew chapter 5 as, as, as he's breaking down for them the the law. He's fulfilling the law in their hearing. And then when he gets done with all of that, he shifts to Matthew chapter 6 and he begins to talk about several different things specifically. He talks about giving, he talks about praying, and he talks about fasting. And then we see later on uh, uh, another lesson he will teach will literally be around these three things. When you give, when you fast, when you pray. How many were here uh, several years ago when I taught a, a, a long series on when you fast, when you give, and I, it, it, it was when you eat. Um, and so the, these, these concepts, Jesus begins to bring clarity to them because, listen, he's talking to Jewish people. This is their life. They understand these things. He, he's not talking to people who have no understanding. Everybody in his hearing, he, their, their life 
consists around going to that temple, giving, praying, and their life consists around fasting. Because in their Jewish culture, they have fasts that happen all throughout the year, different seasons of the year they fast. And, and every day they pray. And they bring alms all the time to the, to the temple, to the tabernacle. This is their life. They've been doing this since the desert. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, uh, uh, right now at this point, oh, over a thousand years they've been doing this. This is ingrained in their culture. And so when Jesus says, when you, when you give, don't, don't give in front of men to be seen. Don't, don't be like the hypocrites that have someone go before them and sound a trumpet and, and make themselves look good. And matter of fact, don't even let your right hand know what the left hand is doing. Like, 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 like when you give, give unto the Lord. Don't give, don't give to impress men. Give to impress the Lord privately. And the Lord said, if you do this privately, I will reward you openly. Whatever you do in private, I'll do in public. Right? We talked about a little bit about that this last week. And, he, and, and so he gives them an understanding of how to give. Not, not how much to give, but the attitude behind giving. Notice, notice that Jesus doesn't focus so much on the amount as he focuses on the spirit of giving. He, he, he doesn't say when you give, you got to give this much. You got to give that much. He says when you give, have this spirit. Have the spirit of I'm giving in private because I want my father to reward me in public. And I don't want to be seen of men because if I'm seen of men, then I have my reward. My reward is that men think I'm, I'm cool. But we all know how fast that reward leaves because we can like you today, hate you tomorrow. Right? Fame is fleeting. Popularity is very flimsy. And then he says, and so when you pray, when you pray, don't stand in the street beating your chest, trying to be seen of people, trying to be all loud, trying to bring, make a spectacle of yourself in prayer. And, and, and don't be like, so he, he talks about two people here. He talks about the hypocrite and the heathen. So the hypocrite prays, everybody can hear him. He stand in the street, beat their chest, and everybody look at me, I'm praying so good. That's what the hypocrite does. What the heathen does is the heathen just says stuff over and over and over and over and over again. Chant, mantra. It just, and they think that they are really going to be heard because they have much speak. They just say a bunch of stuff, and they hope that God's going to hear them because they're saying a bunch of things. And so he says, don't, don't be like the hypocrite, and don't be like the heathen. Do this, because you don't even really know what you need. And the spirit, before you come to him, he already knows what you need. So here's how you pray. You just say, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us our, this day our daily bread and forgive us um, um, our debts as we forgive those that have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. This is the way that we pray. This is one of the only times in your Bible that Jesus gives an example of prayer. This is what prayer should look like. Amen? This is a, an everyday, daily prayer. This is an individual prayer. We know that there's much, there's much prayer in the Bible. Paul found a group of ladies going to the river to pray. And he met Lydia, who was a seller of purple. So we know that there was a prayer meeting going on out, down at the river. That's, that's great. Um, we know that when Peter got thrown in prison, the church came together into someone's house and they prayed 
until the prison door was open, right? So we know that there's, there's different types of prayer, different seasons of prayer, and, and, and different inflections in prayer. Like, we get all that. But for, for me, on a practical level, every day, I need to be praying this kind of prayer. This needs to be the footprint of the prayer that I pray. This is the direction that I pray every day. And as I'm praying, and Jesus makes a point to pull this out of that prayer, Jesus focuses, when Jesus says the prayer, but then at the end of it, he focuses on one part of the prayer. And that, that, that part of the prayer is verse 14 of Matthew 6. For if, we, if ye forgive men of their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men of their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. So Jesus says that prayer, what he wants to highlight in that prayer is that you, you got to forgive people. Forgiving people should be a daily thing. Right, right. So Jesus says this prayer to them, gives them this example of prayer. What he now repeats and highlights is that forgiving your brother is a part of a daily prayer. Ain't that so good? Thanks, thanks all three of you. Ain't that so good? Amen. Three people say, yeah. Everybody else is like, ah, pastor. Every day? Yeah, every day. Every day. So like every day I need to forgive them every day. Well, like, what if, what, if I, what if I forgave them yesterday? Do you hate them today? Forgive them again. Did that, did that prayer yesterday fix it? Didn't fix it? You still got a little something in your heart? Keep praying. Keep, keep asking. Here, here's what's so good about it is that we can ask the Lord to help us to forgive. It's like, I don't really have to carry all that weight. I'm asking God to help me. Father. Forgive me as I forgive them. Like, I need this to be a part of my daily life. This is what Jesus highlights. This is a highlight for him. The highlight of his prayer is that, check it out, if you forgive, God forgives. If you don't, he don't. Like, it's up to you. Like, if you want God to let you go, you got to let folks go. Now, if you want healing... If you want healing for what you did, then you need to let someone have healing for what they did. And a lot of us have been freed from our past because we've not freed someone from their past. That's good on a Sunday morning. Yeah, and, 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 and I'm having a trouble getting past what I hold myself accountable for. Maybe it's because I haven't released someone of what I've held them accountable for as well. So here's what he says. He says, you need to forgive them so that God can forgive you. And then verse 16, he, he shifts it again, and he talks about fasting. He said, when you fast, this is Matthew 6, 16. We're getting into something new here that we didn't get to last week. Matthew 6 and 16. Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance. For they dis disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say, they have their reward. Look at someone and say, no one needs to know it's between you and God. But when thou fastest, do your hair. 
When you fast, do your hair. This is how the Bible said it, anoint thine hand. Amen. Put some product in your hair. Put some product in there. You need to look good. And, and wash your face. Yeah. Now, to us, we're like, oh, this is so funny. But to people sitting, people sitting in this crowd, they know what he's talking about. Because a part of Jewish culture up to this point is that when you fast, everybody needs to know. This is part of their culture. Matter of fact, when they fast, they put ashes on their face. They walk around with ashes on their forehead, even to this day, because they want everybody to know, oh, I'm fasting. That's why you, don't do that. Don't, I, and, and listen, I know it's a religious thing for people that, that they do that, you know, but, but Jesus was literally telling them, don't, don't mark yourself. Don't, don't put stuff on. This ain't for nobody to know but you. It's between me and you. You don't, you don't need a, a, a brand on you to let everybody know that you're fasting. Don't, don't do that. Do your hair. And watch that mess off your face. Watch, watch verse 18. That thou appear not unto men to fast. You don't need to look like you're fasting because all you're doing is bringing attention to yourself. But unto thy father which is in secret and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Yeah. There's, there's no reason. Now, if the church comes together and we say, hey, guys, we're fasting for the next two or three days or we're doing a 21-day fast, you know, we're all going to know that we're fasting. You know, everybody's going to know, hey, you know, you know we're, we're, we're fasting as a group. It's a group effort. You know, we're, we're all fasting. You know, we're going to know that. There's no need to come in and look, try to look like you're doing it. You know, and, and listen, uh, you know, we, we're living in a time now where fasting has become many, many different things. Um, and so... If it's not a sacrifice, it's not a fast. Let me say it again. If it's not a sacrifice, it's not a fast. So, like, it, it, needs, it needs to hurt you. If it don't hurt, you're not really doing it right. Right? Because some people say, well, I'm going to go on a Daniel's fast. But, but, but then they, they have all these ingredients and all these ways around making their life easy. It's like, man, I've been on the Daniels fast, but I mean, I've been eating good. Man, my wife made this, and, and man, we got together. We made this. We, so we went online. I looked at the Daniels fast menu. Yeah. Got the Daniels fast recipe. And man, you know, well, then why, why are you doing it then? Oh, you on a diet. My bad. You was trying to lose weight, not flesh. Trying to, you were trying to get rid of them pounds. You weren't trying to get rid of that old dirty flesh you got going on. Yeah, because if you want to get rid of pounds, yeah, there's a way. But if you want to get rid of flesh, there ain't but one way. It's got to hurt. I don't care if it's Dr. Pepper. If that's your thing, and, and if you cut it out, you like sitting around the house like a, like a crack fiend because you can't get your Dr. Pepper, yeah, that, see, that's a problem. That's your, your flesh is telling you this bothers me. And if it bothers the flesh, it's feeding the spirit. Because there's no way to starve the flesh and feed the spirit at the same time. If the flesh is enjoying it, the spirit's not being fed. 
That's what fasting is about. It's breaking down this humanity so my spirituality can come forward, so I can be more in tune with the Lord. It said, oh, I went on a three-day fast, and the Lord spoke to me. No, the Lord been speaking to you this whole time. You just couldn't hear him. Oh, see. I'm, I'm just trying to let Jesus help y'all. Because when you fast, you're not fasting so God will speak. Bruh, he been speaking. You're fasting so you can hear. But you're not, you're, not, you're not fasting so that God will finally say something. No, God's yelling at you right now. But he can't get past Netflix. And he can't get past, he can't get past Instagram. And he can't, he can't get past YouTube. And he can't, he can't get past your job. And he can't get past all the stuff that you got to do. He can't get past your busy schedule. He can't get past all that. And so when you, when you shut it all off, and you get more and more removed from it, the further you get away from it, the, you start hearing. And he said, man, I fasted. God said something. No, man, God been saying something. God's saying something to somebody right now. But you can't hear it because you're worried about something else. I'm not fasting so God can speak. I'm fasting so I can have understanding, so I can, I can hear. I'm, I'm, I'm putting it down. So, so I don't want... I'm not out here trying to broadcast that I'm fasting because if I do that, I'll get my reward. Oh, look at, that's a, oh, that's a good spiritual man of God. That's my reward. My reward is that I get likes and comments. But we know how fast that breaks down because we live in it. We just, I'm, I'm on this 21-day fast just so we people say, oh, I'm so proud of you. Who cares if you're proud of me? You can't do nothing for me. I'm not fasting for you. Who's, who cares if, if you care? It ain't even, it, there's nothing you can give to me that will make me better. I just need him to know. I need him to know. Watch what he says here. He says, don't appear unto men to fast, but you should fast in secret. And then verse 19, he says, lay not up for yourself treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves can break in and steal it. Now he's talking about possessions, and he's talking about worldly goods, and he's talking about things that we hold so dear. He's talking about physical things, and he's talking about spiritual things. He's talking about emotional things, and he's talking about tangible things that we shouldn't lay up for ourselves treasures here on earth, but we should lay them up in heaven. Watch what he says. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves cannot break in and steal. Because where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now, someone told me sometimes, said, see, see right there, Pastor Chavis, you don't need a retirement program. You don't need no retirement. Because, man, he ain't talking about retirement. Hush. Stop using the Bible to keep yourself poor. That's not what the Bible wants for you. That's not what God's trying to do. God ain't trying to have a church full of homely people, broke. No, he said in Proverbs, he said a, a wise man, a good man, leaves his children's children an inheritance. That's a good man. So he ain't talking about that. What he's talking about is your love for the thing. Yeah, because if I did lose it, 
I'm not quitting church. You know why? Because my heart ain't on that. My heart is on things above. I care more about what God has for me than what I care about what this world has for me. This world can come and go. Money can come and go. Fame can come and go. Importance can come and go. I'm not trying to box all that up. See, so many of us, we try to box up these things and make them, we make them everything for us. So if we lose those things, we feel like we've lost everything. We've laid up our treasures. I know people that have lost even loved ones. And because they lost a certain loved one, they think they've lost everything. Not being able to see the hundred loved ones they have left. That's a treasure. You made a family member a God. That, that, that was an idol for you. Because what you did is you laid up so much treasure on that person or that thing or that entity. So much on them that when it was gone, and you knew it was going to happen because life is fleeting. That you lost everything with that. No, you didn't lose everything. You just lost this. And that's hard and that's tough. But my heart is set up on things above. And so I've laid up treasures for myself in heaven. And that's where my heart is. Because I know that this world is not my home. What he's trying to get people to see, because he's talking to Jewish people here, what he's trying to get them to see is everything here that you're touching, it moth and rust and dust is going to eat it. You can't take any of this with you. So you can have it, but don't let it have you. That's the, that, there's a difference. That's a difference. I'm not laying myself up to all this stuff because I want to have it and it have me. At the end of the day, it can come and it can go, and it may make me sad, and I may be heartbroken. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's not everything to me. I'm not quitting God because I lost a thing. I'm not losing heaven over a tangible item, an emotional item, a personal item. There's no thing that's going to make me miss heaven, and there's no person that's going to make me miss heaven. Because my heart is there. Yeah. And see, that's why I don't mind giving to the kingdom of God. I don't, I don't, I don't mind giving thousands of dollars every year to the kingdom of God. Because at the end of the day, it's not a mind to begin with. I'm not, I'm not trying to lay up for myself all this giant treasure so I can be a multi-billionaire. If God wanted me to be a billionaire, I'd, I'd be one. God didn't call me to that. Now, he may have called some of you to that. Walk in that calling. Amen. Walk in that calling, brother, and pay your tithe. <laughs> but if it comes and if it goes, I'm not, you're not going to catch me just dropping out. How many of us have seen people drop out because they lost something? How many seen people drop out because they lost someone? And so where my treasures are, that's my, see, my heart follows where my treasure is. It just follows along. Treasure first, then heart. Yeah. Treasure is heart also. So if you want your heart to be in something, 
Put your treasure in that. Because your heart will follow your treasure. He says in verse 22, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thy eye be evil, thy whole body be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? And he, and he, he, he brings us to a point by saying, no man can serve two masters. He said, you got one eye. If, if that one eye is good, there's still light. You know, if it's a good eye, you still get light. But if you got one eye and that eye is bad, your light's full of darkness. You can't, it, it can either be light or dark. It can't be both. No man can serve two masters. You can't be light and dark at the same time. If, if, if it's good, there's going to be light. If it's evil, there's going to be dark. No man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon or this world or the contents. It's a, it's a contextual word. It's, it's the contents of this world, the things. You can't serve God and things. You can't serve God and things. That's so good because many of us are trying to do both. We're trying to serve God and we're trying to serve things. And we can't. We're trying to serve God and serve other people. And we can't. We serve God by serving the kingdom. And we serve God by serving people. And there's a difference. How do I serve God is I serve others, but I don't serve things. I can't, I can't try to serve people correctly and, and, and be trying to serve my popularity at the same time. Right? I, I, I really can't serve God the right way and, 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 and try to serve uh, my fame and fortune at the same time. Because at some point, one of those things is going to win the battle. Because if I really love God and I really love people, at some point, I can't take that with me. As a... As a pastor, this is no more important uh, than, than in my life right now. Because what I have to understand as a man of God, as a pastor of this church is, if I'm really going to serve you, 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 you may not like me all the time, and I have to be okay with that. Yeah, and it's difficult, and it's hard. And see, I've been, I've been, I've been watching uh, social media for the last couple months. And I don't, I don't know if you know this or not, but, but it, I, I pick up on spiritual things. And over social media, just people, over the, probably the last two months, there's been a huge push about church hurt. And people have been church hurt, and, and church did this. And if, the, if someone comes and says they hurt, you know, we should listen, and we should, we should you know, the, the, the church is at fault you know, instantly, and, 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 and this pastor didn't do this right, and we should have done this, and we should have done that. And I just want you to be very careful with all of that talk. There's truth in it. But there's lies in it too. There's bones and meat on a fish. And you got to be careful. Because I know people have been church hurt. Absolutely, I've been church hurt. I know exactly how that feels. But uh, it, it, when I look back at it, it was just people. Yeah. Every church ain't hurt you. 
You got hurt at a church. The church didn't hurt you. You got hurt at a church. A pastor did some dumb stuff. Not pastors did some dumb stuff. Just a, a, a guy, a person, people, different places, individuals did things. And if you're not careful, you'll serve that entity and that concept more than just serving people. Because I can't be perfect. And, I, and, and I, I'm not always going to be uh, the most popular person. And if I'm serving that, there's no way for to serve you. I'm, I will be a horrible pastor if I just try to serve your thought of me. I'll be a horrible pastor if I tried to serve your idea of me. I'll be a horrible pastor if I tried to serve you in a way that made you love me all the time. But sometimes you got to get here and say, hey, look, guys, sin is sin. And once in a while you got to have a meeting and sit people down and say, hey, you, we, we, we can't do this. And once in a while you got to look at somebody and say, no. I ain't trying to church hurt you. I'm just telling you no. This is a bad idea. This is a really bad idea. And so you can't serve two things. And it, it works the same way in every life. I can't serve God and I can't serve the things of this world. Watch verse 25. He says, therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink. He's, just, he's, he's still talking about mammon. He hasn't changed the concept. He's just saying, like, don't, don't take thought for your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment? Now, he ain't telling people, don't even wear no clothes. Not what he's telling and he's not, again, he's not telling us to be a church of homely people who don't care how we look. What he's saying is don't serve those things. Don't serve what you eat. Don't serve how you dress. Like, like look nice. But, but if, you're, if you're trying to serve a look, y'all looking at me like y'all know what I'm talking about. No, he's like, he's like take, take no thought for it. Take no thought for your life, what you eat, what you don't don't serve a lifestyle. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Like the Lord said, I'll, I'll take care of you. I will reward you. But if you're walking around here, focus on your lifestyle and what you look like to everybody. I can't do that for you. He said, now listen, which of you, in verse 27, this is so good. He said, he said what, what one of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit to his stature? Who in this room can think yourself taller? Who in this room would like to? Don't raise your hand. Thank you, Joseph. <laughs> this is what he said. He said, who, who in here can think yourself to be taller? Who in here can think yourself to be stronger? Who just think about, oh, I wish I was. He's talking to people who spend their whole life saying, I wish. Right. Jesus is trying to help people right now. Because they can't, they can't live and walk in the calling that he's put them in because they spend their whole life wishing. I wish I was taller. I wish I was smarter. I wish I was better looking. I wish I'd have had a good mom and dad. I wish 
Which one of you can think yourself taller? Wish yourself taller. Which one of you can say, man, I wish I had more money in the bank? Still overdrawn. No. Which one of you can think yourself better? What's verse 28? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of those. When he says raiment here, for me and you, we're thinking about clothing. But really he's just talking about how I look. He's not really talking about like, like the, the, he, he probably is in some way talking about people who are dressing flamboyantly and trying to look a certain way. But more what he's really talking about is really how you, can, how you think you look. And he's like, look, I made, I made you and I also made that lily. And if you think you're ugly, then you're telling me I don't know what I'm doing. He said, consider how they grow. They toil not. Neither do they spin. Yet Solomon didn't look good as one of them. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast in the oven, shall he not much more clothe you? O ye of little faith. You don't think God, you don't, you don't think God did a good job with you? See, you're so worried and looking at everybody else in the world that you forgot that you are a specific design, individual creation that God breathed life into you. And the fact that you're sitting in this room today is enough to rejoice about, enough to be excited about, enough to sing about. Stop caring so much about what everybody else has and how I should look. And Social media is killing us with comparison. We look at everybody else's highlights. But see our own self in the mirror. Jesus said, oh, listen, you don't even know. You don't even know. I think more about you than I do the grass that is here today and thrown in the oven tomorrow. When you look across a beautiful landscape and you go, oh, look, oh, it's so beautiful. God doesn't look at the landscape and say, oh, how beautiful it is. He looks at you and he says, oh, oh, how beautiful they are. And you're sitting at home beating yourself up. Because you ain't tall enough and because you don't look good enough and maybe you don't have the right clothing and maybe you don't have the right education or, or maybe you still trapped in the thought that the color of your skin has made you less than. Maybe you're still trapped in that because the world is still trapped in that. But don't you know this? Don't you know the world can be trapped in something and you don't have to be? Hey, Shata. I felt that. Let them be trapped in it. I'm not trapped in it. No, 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 because I know that the God that made the lilies is the God that made me. <laughs> and he don't make no junk. He don't make no junk. No, 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 no. He don't make no junk. He don't make no junk. Yeah. So therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or Wherewith shall we be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles seek. He's talking to Jews now. He's saying that's what they look for. That's what they're caught up in. Don't, don't, don't be like them. For your heavenly Father knoweth what you have need, that you need all these things. 
Your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. He's not going to let you be naked. He's not going to let you be lost. He's not going to let you have nothing. He, I know you need these things. But stop seeking that. What you need to seek is my kingdom. Listen, if you would seek for him like you're seeking for the approval of everybody else, if you would spend so the, the, the same amount of time that you are seeking to find value in every, everything and everybody else, if you would seek that kingdom and his righteousness, watch what he said, all these things will be added unto you. If, if you would just stop looking so hard everywhere else, look to me. I know you need this stuff. I know what your heart desires. Mm. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take the thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Sufficient. Unto the day is the evil. This is where we get the saying, take no thought for tomorrow because tomorrow is going to take care of itself. This is Jesus in Matthew 6. Matthew 6, the very end of that chapter. He says, don't, don't think about tomorrow because tomorrow uh, you can't do nothing about it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take care of itself. So, so, so focus on today. This is why there's no need to wait to try to, Get, get your life right and, 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 and you know I'm, I'm, you know when I start doing good I'm gonna go to church and and, 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 and you know when I start living right I'm really gonna do something for God and and you know what when I get all my stuff together like I, I you know what I can't wait to just be perfect so that I can do something for the Lord he said just seek my kingdom like you trying to seek all this other stuff like, just seek my kingdom. And I, I will add these things to you as needed, little by little. I, I, will, I will add these things to you because you think you need all this, but really you just want all this. I know what you need. He said, I know what you have need of. He didn't say, I know what you want. He said, I know what you have need of. And so I'll give you what you need as it comes. And as you're ready to receive it, see, but if all you're focused on is fame, if I give you fame, it'll kill you. If all you're focused on is popularity, if I give you that, it'll just, it'll just, it'll, it'll, it'll terrify you. And we know what fame and fortune and, and riches does to a person, right? You know what it does to a person, right? It just amplifies who they really are. They say, oh, so-and-so got all that money, it changed him. No, it didn't. So-and-so was a jerk all the time. He's always been a jerk, remember? Remember? Yeah, it's just like he was just a little one. But now he's got money to be a big one. Because all it does is amplify who you really are deep down inside. It just makes you more of whatever you are. And so God said, look, focus on me, focus on my kingdom. Let me develop you into the person that can handle that. Listen, if you can't handle 32 likes right now on Instagram, how are you going to handle the next thing that God has planned for you? Yeah. This is just Jesus' lesson. He's teaching us. Just teaching us. 
He's walking us through it. He's getting, his, he's getting our mind to see things. Say, oh, yeah, I, I see that because I see myself in that. I see that. He's not really talking about I shouldn't care what I eat. I should, what he's talking about is the, the things of my heart. Because I can't serve God and serve all these things. Like, I got I to gotta make a choice of what I'm going to do here. Anybody ready to make a choice today? Would you stand with me right now? Would you lift your voice to heaven? I pray this word was an encouragement to you today. Thank you again for tuning in to Truth Chapel's podcast. If you have not yet, please take a moment and leave us a quick review. God bless and have a great rest of your day.